You're listening to the Can We Talk podcast, where we're breaking the silence this season. Join us, Kawasiji, yes, she's a Muchiga, and Belinda, also known as Muna Kampala, as we unpack some of Uganda's taboo topics. Spirituality, by definition, is the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. Religion, by definition, is a particular system of beliefs, ceremonies, and rules used to worship a god or a group of gods. It's easy for many of us to reject spirituality because it sounds like it has no structure. And then we can reject religion because there's way too much structure. The good thing is, we all have a choice. We were created with free choice. And what many of us are searching for in this journey in spirituality and religion is ultimately seeking the truth. Truth is fact. Truth is reality. So when we seek and we discover and we find and we choose, we're really seeking truth in different areas of our lives. What has set you free mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically? What will set you free in life now and in death later on? Join us as we share our journeys in seeking the truth. So... Can we talk? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Can We Talk? This is Kabasiji Bakohondo. Yes, she's a Muchiga. And Belinda, also known as Munakampala. And today we are going to be talking about the topic of religion and spirituality. So, Belinda... How would you describe your journey in your faith, spirituality, religion, whatever you call it? Uh, how do you? How would you describe where you are at now? Uh, do you want the long answer or the short answer? <laughs> <laughs> whatever you feel like. This is a free space, so whatever you feel like sharing. Um. So right now in my spiritual journey, I don't think I've felt as close as I feel to God now. Mm. Um, but I also feel a lot of freedom in my spiritual journey. Right. Uh, I would say my spiritual journey went through three phases. So the first one was just straight up religion. I was brought up in a Christian family. And luckily though, my parents never really like forced church on us, but mm. before high school, we had to go to church every Sunday. Like it's a thing you did on Sunday, went to church and church felt nice. Like, I understood everything there. Like, it all made sense to me in terms of there being a higher being or, like, you get what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, and the stories were nice as well. I, re- I still remember, like, my first Bible, how much I cherished it. Wow. So I understood everything. But for me, by then, it was still, it seemed so far away. Like, I understood it, but I didn't feel it. Mm. So when I got to high school, my parents, like I said, they didn't force anything on us. So that's one thing I'm very grateful for that in our family, when you stop going to church, yeah, yeah they'll ask questions, but it's not like, why are you not going to church? Yeah, yeah. So when I stopped really going to church, because I went to Gaza, that's a whole other thing. Gaza, those traditional schools, very Christian. Chapel is compulsory on Sunday. And I had a whole other experience there that was different from the church I experienced in back home. Mm. And then I came to Canada and I fell into a deep depression. Like, not the depression of just mental health, but oh, the yeah. depression of your spirit is down. Like, yes. My there's spirit, levels to it. <laughs> there's levels to the depression, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't just that I couldn't get out of bed. No, like, my spirit was down. And I didn't know what to do because like I was doing the things, you know, the prayers, but Mm. my prayers felt empty. I didn't know if God was hearing me. Mm. So that led me to like level two of my spiritual journey. Um, Thank God for my brother. He's the one who introduced me to 
Eckhart Tolle, mm. which was my first spiritual teacher. I really got into like listening to his messages away from church. Mm-hmm. So then that by then I wasn't really reading the Bible or nothing. I'm sorry, this is a long answer, but it's no, no, good, <laughs> good. <laughs> so when I was introduced to Eckhart Tolle, I was listening to a lot of Oprah Super Soul. So that's the first time I experienced spirit. Right. So for me, I don't, um, these days I even find it, sometimes I find it uncomfortable calling it God. I prefer to call it the universe because for me, that's where I'm at in my journey. Mm-hmm. And I call it the universe or spirit. Mm. So that's the first time I experienced God, spirit as energy. Mm. Um, I experienced him for the first time because I was starting like spiritual practices like meditation, um, going into nature, mm-hmm. gratitude, doing shadow work and learning about the ego because ego is human form mm-hmm. and human form is different from spirit. So that's the first time I was like feeling my spirit connect to something higher than myself. Yeah. And it was because of, again, what I was going through and it it really brought that shift, not just mentally, but as spirit again, my old, my whole self. And then after that last, was it last year? Yeah, last year, I was staying with someone and she meets this woman, this woman who reads energy like crazy. I didn't know this woman and I met her and she could tell I was going through some things. Mm-hmm. And that sparked like the next phase of me exploring spirituality. What, what, what exactly is spirituality? Like I started listening to people who are talking about maybe African spirituality, who are talking about alchemy. Because for me, it amazed me how that woman could read energy. Mm-hmm. So I got into, it also took me into astrology because a lot of people think like astrology is like this cult and stuff. But for me, it has been a tool to get in touch with my spirit. Mm. And I also learned about how to, how do, how does this whole thing connect with oneness? So spirituality is basically the understanding of oneself and the bigger connection of life, which right. is God. And then all that has then brought me back to reading the Bible, understanding the teachings of the Bible in that book. Mm-hmm. So I do believe that foundation for me was very important. Like the foundation my parents gave to me. Yeah. In whichever religion, the, the, your foundation lies. You always kind of go back to your foundation. Mm-hmm. So as much as I had grown in my spirituality, now that I'm in this place, I can still... I go back to the Bible and I'm like, oh, that's what they mean. That's like before I was just reading like, yeah, Jesus said this. And that's what it means. Yeah. <laughs> that's a long answer. But yeah, what has been yours? Yeah. No, even though that's a long answer, you took us through such a great journey to understand. And I think that what I value so much about our friendship, even if we have a different way of believing, you know, or just our journeys are different. The fact that you are not afraid to search, you know, especially if you if you've grown up in a Christian home or with any or the Bible or any form of a foundation of Christianity, because there's such a fear to go outside of that. Um, For me, I had a very similar family um, situation where my parents didn't force or didn't say it's the end of the world if I wasn't going to church. Um, Mm So growing up, my mom believed, my dad did, but when I, for the majority of my young, he was not, I think he went through a phase where he wasn't really sure anymore. Um, And so I was confused because, you know, my dad, a professional, a doctor has, you know, facts, very fact driven. And then my mom, it's her character and something about this piece she had inside of her where I was like kind of confused. But I remember as a kid, whenever I was frustrated, I would go to my journal and I would write to God. I would be dear God. Hey, if I'm swearing at my family members, if I'm I would release authentically anything to God. Um, Mm And then I remember as a child, when I was six years old, my mom took me to this church and they did the altar call about if anyone wants to believe in Jesus, you know, all that. And I promise you, I remember that moment. I raised my hand. It felt like this light came upon me. They took me to another room, asked me if I knew what had just happened in my life. And I was like, yes. And Mm -hmm. it, it, it stuck with me like I knew. And from that, like now that I look back, I see how my the way I viewed life was from the lens of the spiritual realm 
Mm-hmm. But I think the reason why I, I, I saw it from the lens of the spiritual realm was because I wasn't raised as a church kid. So I wasn't fit. I didn't fit in this church kid box. However, now speaking of phase two of, of, of the journey, <laughs> when I went to university, um, and left home. It wasn't that far. <laughs> it was, in fact, <laughs> anywhere that was too far from home, I chose not to go to this university. I was like, I have to be close. So I was about maybe an hour from home. Um, but I was, I went into this deep, deep, deep depression, which sounds similar to like when you said you came and it's like, we're talking about levels of depression. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, I was like, is God real? Because why do I feel this way? Like when you talk about my spirit was dead, I was tired. Like I was done at 18. Everyone's like, yeah, fresh week, university life. And I'm like, what's the purpose of life? Why am I here? Like I just, I had this darkness inside of me that I was feeling. Um, And so I would say that began my search to find out if God is, is really real, the same God that my mom talks about. Um, and at that point too, I really wanted to commit suicide. So I said, God, if you're real, show me, I need to know who are you and why do I have to believe in, in Jesus, Jesus who was born in a manger. So then eventually through a lot of stuff happening, I ended up in church and my church journey has been very interesting because in one church, I went to an African church, I learned a lot about the Bible and the foundation and importance of reading the Bible for yourself. Moved on to another church. It was more of a Muzungu church, predominantly Muzungu white people, <laughs> um, right. like a Hillsong type of church. Um, and that is when I learned a lot about the grace of God. And I was like, I never knew about this side of God where he is loving and he is kind and I have purpose and it's not about these rules and you must be under a covering and all these traditional church things, you know, funny, you brought up your brother. Now in that moment, your brother told me something about church and I would ignore, yo, he would tell me so many things about like, when you're praying to God, don't pray like you're a victim. Don't. And I would ignore anything that was outside now of this church um frame that I'm now in I rejected I could mm-hmm. I, I couldn't look past that and now that brings me kind of to the thing of you know how do you how do you feel how do you feel church has affected or helped your relationship and your journey with discovering who God is or your purpose and just the, your journey with spirituality um first of all i like i had never i like the distinction you made between the african church and like that african god that is the god that's introduced to us in african churches is usually very discipline oriented yeah it's amazing that you said when you went to the mzungu church it had grace because mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that happened for me as well mm-hmm. in uganda um at the beginning i used to go to the church of uganda churches which were about discipline. Sit up when they're singing to God, you have to stand up, sit down, this, like this. It's about, you know, Mm -hmm. which I think also, and that's not to take away from the importance of discipline in your spiritual practices. Oh, yeah. It is a thing. But then I remember when I was in like campus, I started going to Watoto. Mm. You know what, Toto? It had more grace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but to your question in terms of how church affected finding God, I think for me, church put God in a box. Mm-hmm. And Talk about as that. a person, I'm not, as a person already, I don't fit in a box. Yeah. Because when you meet me, you'll be like, you'll meet the crazy Belinda who will dance till six in the morning. Mm-hmm. You'll also find me like, serious like i don't know i don't fit in i don't like fitting in a box and for me i didn't understand why god had to be this way mm-hmm. um i just shared with you for example how up to now i still have trouble with um that prayer of outside like praying in yeah. terms of because there are different types of prayers but like the prayer where you're saying stuff mm-hmm. because it's so deeply ingrained in me that prayer is supposed to look a certain way right and that all comes from church. I, I think it, it got even worse in Gayaza. Because mm-hmm. in Gayaza, there was even church shaming. You talk mm-hmm. of slut shaming, there was church shaming. Yeah. So, <laughs> there's no so, winning. <laughs> yeah, there's no winning. So if you're like, 
if you're going to God, I remember that there are periods of my life I would feel like I'm getting closer to God. I was mm. recently reading my journals from Gaeza, and I'm like, oh, I knew God in this way. Like there were things I was writing that still resonate to this day, but I still wasn't part of the church crowd in Gaza. Because yeah. I still like to have a good time and party. So I was cast away right. from that. And then that affected my relationship with God. Even when I grew up, like you do things. And I, I used to feel shamed. Mm-hmm. I felt shame from church. I won't lie. So yeah. it affected my relationship with getting to know God because there was no freedom in it. Right. I felt like if I do this, then, you know, then I'm not, then I'm a, I'm like, and that thing you said as well, where you're victim. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't understand why we have to suffer. Mm-hmm. Beg. <laughs> Beg. I'm like, but this is the same God that you guys are saying is wonderful and right. loves you and does all these things. I don't know why it has to be black and white. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, where is the reality of it? Because life is not black and white. Mm-hmm. You know? So for me, that's like that's the thing with, with church that I had with God. I, was, I couldn't figure out where I fit into this God who loves only a specific type of person. Yes. Yeah, or if you come to him in a certain way. Yep. And you, you mentioned something about freedom. That is one thing that the church, like uh, when church is, I guess it's really, it's the motive of whoever is leading the church. If their motives are not right, then mm-hmm. everything else is dysfunctional. And I have seen that very clearly. Um, the Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And if you take that in, like, <clears throat> A lot of the times, and now this actually brings me to the third church I went to, which I'm very, very thankful for this church because I got to know about the Holy Spirit. So, and the power of following the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus says in the Bible that I will send you a helper who will lead you in spirit and in truth. So, and like, that is what's missing from the church. And I think it's because church people know or or something that once people understand that there's actually there's freedom in having Mm -hmm. a relationship with god they may not stay in the church yeah they may not do what you're telling them to do they may not their journey may not look the same there's no Mm -hmm. longer going to be this control that some pastors need and feed off of because that's the truth so the third church I went to the pastor preached all the time about the Holy Spirit. And I think that's where I got a lot of breakthrough in my journey yeah. um, in, in understanding that I am safe with the Holy Spirit. So even though this pastor used to be against like, Oh, listening to other pastors or um, li- going to counseling outside of the context of the church, all this different stuff. But because I didn't agree and it just didn't sit right with my spirit. I just, started to maneuver (laughs) and yo this is all from knowing how to maneuver in growing up in a traditional home in a in a country like canada i i literally it's a it's a gift but it's also bad it can be it can be a form of manipulation but when you use it for the right thing like just discerning what to take and what not to take Mm -hmm. um i decided to still seek truth and my purpose and who Jesus is outside of what I was taught. And so in that, I found the Holy Spirit has shown me more of who I am. And just like you, I don't fit in a box. And I think that a lot of believers are stuck because they are listening to church doctrines. They're listening to a pastor's preaching, but they're not listening and learning about jesus because these pastors low-key want to keep people from the truth of jesus christ and the fact that where the spirit of the lord is there's freedom period i don't know if that made sense but it's like no that makes it it makes sense especially when you bring up the pastors i think that's something for me as well i had trouble with in the church Mm -hmm. Was the power structures that were that do exist in religion, mm-hmm. um, and that's in because on my spiritual journey, I made it. Uh, I was like, I'm going to listen to. I used to have conversations with Muslims. Mm-hmm. They'll tell me about Islam. I went. I started listening to interviews from Buddhists, but it's 
when I discovered ego and what ego is, and I saw it playing out on an institutional level in the church, mm-hmm. where so ego is fed by power structure. Mm. It's fed by, um, you know, it's that thing you were saying where you feel like you you have to go through the pastor to pray for you for something to happen. Right. If the pastor hasn't prayed. And for me, I'm like, who says you don't have access to that power as well? Like God didn't say, <laughs> yeah, there are people who have um, different spiritual gifts. Again, we're not yeah. taking away from that. Mm-hmm. But it's like the way we talk about accessibility. Mm-hmm. I felt like accessibility was lacking for me in the church. Yeah. Because the people who are able to get close to the past, I think we see that a lot, where someone goes in church with good intentions and they they develop a, a good relationship with the pastor and then they start believing in the pastor more than God. Preach, preach. And please, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I see, like you see it on a level, for example, in Uganda, there's mm-hmm. like Mbonye, Mbonye is a big thing in Uganda. Cause, mm-hmm. And that's not to take away from the fact that he may have a spiritual gift. Oh, yeah. He may be using it the wrong way or something, but he may have it. But it's, that's, brainwashing to make your followers think that they don't have access to the God he has access to. Mm -hmm. And that's like, for me, power structures and spirituality, I don't feel are aligned. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I totally understand what you were saying, like in terms of um, your church experience. Yeah. And everything. And I find that when like if you shut off God's voice just because you may not agree with the person or you may think that, oh, this person believes differently so they can't be hearing from God or I may, I may, God may not be speaking to me through this. No, even in the Bible, God spoke through like a donkey. God speaks through so many people. He speaks through saved and unsaved people. So, and I find that one thing I love about you is that, you man it's it's actually like i get almost emotional thinking about it how yet how i was so stuck for so long and it wasn't because of it wasn't because of oh i'm not praying hard enough it wasn't because of oh i don't have great faith oh no it was because the church refuses to talk about freedom being free in your relationship with god and understanding how god is bigger than just the church setting you know and so i could have met you and said belinda doesn't believe the same way she's talking about ego what what astrology all these things nope she's of the devil i will not even receive anything or i can know that I have a foundation. I know what my foundation is, which is important. And that's that's what I love about church, building a foundation, which we've talked about. I know what my foundation is. I know that I'm, I'm born again, believer, believe in Jesus Christ. But when you talked about things like following the spirit or ego, I it's like I could start to interpret what that means to me, you know, how God yeah. is speaking to me, what God is trying to show me. But if we fear to look at anything else but our pastor's word or the church's word, you will stay stuck in a cycle. I will say for myself, and I see other people I went to church with, people will ask me, CG, why are you so free? These are the same people. I went into a church and they were the ones in positions. And now they come to me asking, CG, why are you so free? You know? Mm -hmm. And then I just see that it's, yeah, it's because I'm not idolizing the pastor. I'm starting yeah. to open up, you know, like, and I, and that's why I go back to people like your brother, you, even our friend Tina, like there's certain people in my life where they have said things to me and I, I wanted to, like, I rejected until God kind of has shown me like, yo, I was speaking to you through these different people, but you're so fixated on just listening to one voice, which is if it comes from a pastor and that's what we're trained to believe. And right now I'm just feeling like, a lot of people need to be free from that mentality, you know, from that fear yeah. that if it's not the pastor, it's not of God, you know? Yeah. But I think what you brought up is also re- really important because it, it was true for my own journey as well. That, And I think the Bible talks about this is 
their messages messages like come to you when you're ready to receive them there's right. some messages that will come to you and if you're not ready to receive them your spirit won't receive them because it's not the time but mm-hmm. there will be time for that but also the thing you talked about um people not being free enough to look outside what the pastor said i really think it's that identification we have with religion religion has is an identity for people mm. so if if you take away someone saying i'm christian then some people don't know even how to define themselves away from that right um it's like then what does that mean you know um so it's that identification with the human part of religion because mm-hmm. religion does have spirituality ingrained in it there's a right. reason why the bible the quran these books have lasted generations and generations it's not by mistake mm-hmm. you know so you do have to recognize the power of religion but i think separating the identification with human form i'm sure like this this all these imageries that we see where someone is now um a bishop and they're ordained like all that plays to our human form right because we now want to get to that or mm-hmm. it's it 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 like it brings up certain images you know mm-hmm. so we identify a lot of us i feel identify with the human form of the human part of religion mm. and it's hard to come out of that because even me i'll tell you i'm i'm free in my spirituality but there are certain people i want to engage mm. because I know they won't receive my message. Oh yeah. Or sure. they're not in that place and it's okay. Yeah. And it's also okay for someone because I do feel there are people who have found God in religion. Like right. for sure I can see it with like my mother. Yeah. My mom is she's religious in terms of church and stuff, but I can see that it's her spirit knows like she's at peace like, the way you said your mom is at peace mm-hmm. so there are different ways to access god it's just that thing where it's like is this one way and i think i discovered that also when i opened my mind up to listen to people from other religion and i kept seeing a constant string like cuz god remains god it doesn't matter who like you know spirit is spirit so when i opened up my mind to listening to this yo that woman that woman shocked me the woman who could read energy mm. i was like no mm. what is it is this juju <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> you know but even her cuz i engaged her beyond my reading i engaged her about and she was like she showed me like this is where we pray she prays to her ancestors mm. um and she equated it to how people pray to the prophets in the bible. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? You have found God. Mm. <laughs> you know? And I think you can always tell when someone is moving in alignment with their spirit. It's that thing you said where people are telling you, "Why do you look so free? Why yeah. do you look so free?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cuz you can't fake it. No, you you really you really can't. You you can you can fake it only for so long, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and I think that I think what scares a lot of pastors or you know maybe our moms or other other people as just anyone really who who fears somebody going off to discover God for themselves is because the Bible does talk about how Satan is a master of light so he can mm. appear in many forms and deceive people so the fear mm. is I don't want people to be deceived by going to other things that may look the same as the truth Jesus. So that's why I know people fear that, but what I really believe and see for myself personally is once you know the truth and have the truth like for me I like I said I'm I don't I rock with Jesus Christ for yeah. sure. You know, I'm born again and that's that's not shifting me. But with that foundation I'm able to discern now Hmm. how I can use these other tools. I love you use that word a lot too. And in therapy, they use that. These other tools that may not look like... <laughs> yeah, use that word a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's good though. It may not look like what I'm taught or my foundation, but I can still learn something from it. You know, like, yeah. and, and it, that's where the beauty of God is, his grace too, because it's not a straight path. It's not easy. You know, sometimes we, we don't want anything to do with church or religion or Jesus or what. And then he brings us back. Maybe he's like, wait a minute. 
you may have been taught wrong. This is who Jesus is. That's why I always go back to the life of how did Jesus live? You know, yeah. how did he move? A lot of people who said, oh, Jesus, if you're if you're this person and you're a Jew on the Sabbath day, you should. He broke the rules mm-hmm. that were, were taught in his in the in and his that's faith. the thing everything mm-hmm. is in the bible if yeah. you if you open your eyes and see it like yeah. someone last time tweeted and they're like do you guys realize you know those hits or oh, hit a blunt tweet <laughs> yeah. those funny tweets there are those tweets people tweet like at you when you hit a blunt those thoughts you have <laughs> so someone tweeted and was like do you guys realize that people didn't have the bible in jesus's time yeah oh my so that's why for me I like to call them tools because I'm like mm. they're all access giving you a way to access something connection to something that's bigger than yourself because oh I tried the atheist journey as well I was like I don't believe in nothing mm-hmm. I'm just living mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yeah but that will be tested when you go through periods where your spirit needs connection to something bigger than yourself <laughs> like yes. depression I went through you know. <laughs> That's when you're like, eh, even if you're an atheist, it's not that you're going to start believing in Christ, the Christian God or the Muslim God or a specific, but you look for that connection to something that's higher than yourself because spirit looks for spirit the same right. way energy looks for energy. Right. And I like that you bring up discernment because for me, I feel like spirit always knows. Mm. There are churches I would go to and yeah, I was there because well, it's a church everyone around that time was going to, and it's the right age group, you know, it feeds to, it's not Church of Uganda, what? Yeah. But there was just something that was off. I think I'm really learning to trust that. That's yep. why even when I explore outside of my core foundation of Christianity, when I go into astrology, even when I'm listening, even when I see, because right now astrology is a, it's a trend, right? you know? And anytime something becomes a trend, mm-hmm. watch out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why even being saved had become a trend. Yes. You know? Yes. Oh, that's so, so much to say. It's like, you know, I'm saved and stuff. So anytime something becomes a trend, you need even more discernment because yes. it's way easier for you to go off track. So even astrology, I know people who center everything around astrology. And I'm like, Mm-hmm. then you're, you're 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 doing the same thing mm-hmm. you know you're still attaching you're still making it the thing yes. when it's just trying to lead you to the thing right Ooh, so even good. when i'm listening to like different like the pit i i watch some astrology readers mm-hmm. not many because just like church you have to watch where you're putting your energy mm-hmm. you don't want to just be out there, you know, mm-hmm. telling everyone your things and letting everyone access your energy. <laughs> yep. So it's not that like I like listen to so many of them, but I pick one who I feel is aligned with my spirit. And again, it's not something that's mental. Yeah. It's something you know. It's yeah. that that inner feeling. And that's why um for me it's it I I didn't start listening to church sermons again until I think three months ago. Mm-hmm. So as much as I was getting closer to God, I started reading the Bible more and stuff. I was still just like, no. Because for me, I didn't get it. Like the whole, I would listen to preachers. And then before they finish, they're saying, okay, come get saved. Grammy, I'm still waiting to tell me how to deal with my depression. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I swear, like, I would listen to them. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And then they're like, yeah, take it to God. Come get saved. I'm like, yo, I was still following. What happened to the rest of the message? So discernment played a big role in me going back to listen to to someone's because I still listen to my other spiritual teachers like Eckhart Tolle and stuff. Mm. But I started listening to Pastor Mike Todd. I really like him because he preaches that thing. He keeps saying, whatever you hear from me, go find out for yourself. Yeah. It means for you. Yeah. My understanding may be different from yours. God may be bringing this message to you in a different light. Mm-hmm. And yeah, <laughs> I wanted to ask something though before you keep before you go on is someone once told me something that has stayed with like with me for a long time about God. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm still probably it's a question I'm still discovering as I go on my journey. Um, 
on the last season, I had a self-reflective episode on spirituality and I got into a conversation with one of my listeners and she said something that was so interesting that she believes there is a higher power, but she doesn't know if this power needs to be worshipped. And for me, that is like, it's, it's a question I keep going back to. Well, my question, the first thing that came to mind is how do you feel when you worship? When I worship? See, I'm not like a conventional Christian, so I don't even know if I worship in like a conventional way. I just, I know, for example, worship songs connect to my spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those ones that said, I do believe it's also part of my foundation. But I don't think I actively sit there and worship God. I think I worship God by through my gratitude. I feel like my gratitude is worshiping. Mm. Um, that's me being thankful for the things he has placed in my life. Yeah. Um, I feel um, paying attention to the messages he sends me is me worshiping him. Yeah. Um, so for me, that's wash again very unconventional i don't even know if i need to call myself a christian anymore i'm a spiritual being that's that's how i identify in terms of like spirituality i'm a spiritual being so i i have problems with that the worship because again that trauma i told you from church in terms of prayer right that's one of the things i feel when i start praying i'm like you know, they taught us that way to pray. You have to first start by doing this. this. <laughs> mm. So sometimes I'm like, like, that's a question I've been really trying to like. Like understand and. Understand and it stayed with me. So I feel like when something stays with you, it's like. You, yeah. Keep, keep questioning and getting the answer until you get the answer. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, w- w- like you said, there's so many different forms of worship. And I think mm-hmm. when we have the context of just, oh, in church, this is how they've taught us. We don't think about all the ways in which God tells us to worship him. And he says he inhabits our praises. You know, he inhabits. He's So as we worship, he's inhabiting, he's encountering us. And that's why it's, it's important to worship God, because you know like as we worship we encounter like you said it's the spirit it's the spirit being activated it's the spirit moving it's the spirit clearing our thoughts you know there's so much that happens as we worship but i think why we want to stay away from that is because it's been abuse of power it's been twisted yeah you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah no because now you just like that is true it's because when when I think of worship again, mm-hmm. power structure. So that's why I think I was kind of like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But even and I go back to Jesus, who he said when he was leaving, and they were all panicking, like Jesus, who like who are we going to turn to? What will we do without you? And he said, I have to go, but I will send you a helper, the Holy Spirit. That's why we connect so much with the Spirit. Because he sent, that's the whole point is not about, oh, we need to see this idol Jesus in front of us. We need to see a pastor in front of us. No, his, the whole point of Jesus coming to die for our sins, he tore the veil. He, there's no longer a, a separation between us and God. That's why Jesus says to become born again is your spirit becoming born again, to be connected to God because it, it was shut off from the beginning of time with Adam. But we have made it into this whole other thing that is caused to control people and take us away from this freedom that God, yeah. that Jesus died for our freedom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if Jesus died for our freedom and then people go back to bondage in a church. No, it's not like that. And and I brought up this verse to you earlier, but in the Bible, it says, too, there comes a time when the true worshipers will worship him in spirit and in yeah. truth. So it's it's not saying the true worshipers will have a church that they attend and only attend, attend and serve that church and can only learn from. No, there comes a time when we will. And I think that's what's happening right now. Why people are discovering their faith, discovering their understanding, I, I, um, leaning towards spirituality, you know? And yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, yeah. There's, there's, yeah, there's an awakening happening. And as an awakening mm-hmm. happening to truth and people becoming free, there will always be also deception coming in to take us off. But yo, when I tell you, one of the most, one of the clearest deceptions I have seen personally is my walk inside of churches. So mm-hmm. the same people in church telling you to fear 
doing anything outside of the church, like you said, discern, watch anything that's extreme, anything that's popular, anything that's like that, watch. And I think that's the gift that you have. That is like a huge gift, Belinda, that you have where you will keep questioning and discerning and, you know, and that's why we connect. That's why we yeah. connect. <laughs> always, always search for truth, like, and truth comes in different forms, man. This year, um, mm-hmm. one thing I've learned from my spiritual journey is the more you get to know yourself, the more you get to know God. Um, yes. So don't take that, um, like, 2020 has definitely been a year of spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like spiritual awakening really happens in those, it happens a lot. It does happen in the happy moments as well. Like meeting mm-hmm. you, that's a happy moment. It's not like we were mad or stuff like that. But like spiritual yeah. awakening really also comes through in those moments when, again, things are going horrible. <laughs> like, yeah. That's why 2020 has seen more people become such searching for something bigger because you realize we can't depend on structures religion right. is a structure Ooh, that's good yeah. yes so when you realize that structures are, are man-made things you know mm-hmm. you start to look be- behind what's behind the structure of course the structure is built on something concrete because the structure wouldn't stand if it wasn't built on something concrete mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so so yeah like <laughs> The fall of structure in 2020, where we couldn't depend on the structures we've known as human beings for a long time, mm-hmm. um, has really helped in terms of like spiritual awakening. Yeah. And I think also another thing that came to mind why we can, you know, even in a chaotic year like 2020, and, you know, we've had times where it's like, what's happening and up and down. But I think there's beauty in being able to move from different structures that we're used to. So even maybe from being inside a home, moving from your home environment, being inside a culture, moving from your culture environment, being inside of a church, moving from that church environment. So now when the system of even government and rules are shifting and changing, even though it's hard, there's something in us that's been resilient through these shifting things already in our lives yeah. that we're able to balance it better. I, and now it's almost like as we're having this conversation, I know why even more so, I can quickly let go of things and move on. I can mm. quickly move to a city. I can, mm-hmm. I, you know? Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the, the that's the thing where a lot of people fear. They're in this comfort, like, but how? They look at us maybe feeling, like people could be hearing us like, but they're so free. How can they even open up? How, 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 you know? It takes a risk and it also costs something. It'll always cost you something, mm-hmm. right? To get out of mm-hmm. your environment, to seek something outside of the church norms, to do something yeah. different. And there's fears, there's there's fears. But I always tell, I was telling some friends that, you know, that are, I guess, in the, like, believers, <laughs> where I said, sometimes as believers, we want to monitor people's faiths or walks with God, like, oh, you know? Oh, that part. Like, yo, God loves and cares about, abc person more than we do if we stress mm-hmm. to try to control this person their walk with god what for, who are we are we god do we even know what god could be doing in their lives exactly you know where god wants to take them where god wants to show them so i think that's mm-hmm. like another i don't know that just <laughs> just i thought about that but yeah, the whole yeah, monitoring thing you know or it's not like this it's not like that like yo i'm sorry i'm sorry jesus speaking of paid a cost <laughs> if if jesus jesus christ who we believe in paid a, a cost for us to be free then hello like i like that you bring up the cost because I think if you listen to my journey, someone can be like, oh, she's so free. One of the things I do, I do, I don't miss it anymore anyway, but I did. <laughs> no, I'll say why I don't miss it anymore. But what I did miss from me leaving church when I decided, like, I'm just not going back to church as an institution, me as me, Yeah. was the lack of community because church gives you community, especially in, like, right. the yes. little village I had moved in. Mm-hmm. It made sense for me to go to, you know, there's always a Nigerian church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, of course, there was a Nigerian church. And it was a great place, like, for people to get community. Mm-hmm. You know, as an international person, you've moved to this whole new country. So that was painful in terms of 
you know, having to let go of that part. Mm-hmm. But now God keeps bringing again, God, like God, the universe, what will never make you take something away from you mm-hmm. when it's not bringing you something better. Mm-hmm. So right now I have cultivated a community mm-hmm. that is aligned with my spirituality mm. like the community still came in yes but we put the community that i'm in now that's really like helping me thrive and stuff it wouldn't have come in if i held on so strongly to the community i had in church yeah. where i felt shame and judgment mm. and i was just holding on because of fear you know um like what am i going to do if i'm not you know like everyone is going to church mm-hmm. so you're holding on because of fear but once you're able to what go past the fear you're like oh this is better yeah like, yeah <laughs> this good. you're like i'm free what do you mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> you even have like I've, I've 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 had more grace for myself now oh my god like for me the shame i felt around church especially when i was going for some counseling i couldn't even present myself as a whole so even the casting was fake because right. the person couldn't stand for me from a place of truth mm you know yeah yeah no that's that's really really good i'm just like reflecting on everything that you're saying no that's that's good and and that's the thing too like there's a season for everything and i i am thankful like i want it to be clear that i am so thankful for the churches that i've been to the foundation everything like but it goes back to the tool thing and i think it's seeing that realizing that when you go through a church community, be mindful that that doesn't mean that's your entire journey with God. It doesn't mean that that's your entire identity. And, you know, and that that kind of shifts to another thing that I did learn from the church that I was at and I'm thankful for is that the pastor always talked about um, how we're sons and daughters, you know, like mm-hmm. he's done, he, he like done away with the Christian title we're sons and daughters and I I really believe that too like I'm I see myself as a child of God you know I I don't see myself as a Christian and I now can say that even more so I'm clearly not a Christian yeah (laughs) you know and and it's people are afraid to say that like oh my goodness by saying I'm not a Christian it means I'm denying Christ no I am a believer in Jesus Christ that's I'm born again saved deep whatever you want to call me but I'm a I'm a child of God because when you operate from that freedom of being a child of God you will do you'll you'll just be able to lay there and not feel fear this um or feel this fear of coming to God to be real you know like God I messed up got all these things you know um another thing too is the issue of sin like oh my goodness you have to stop doing these things you have to to, yeah shame 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 oh the reason why this isn't happening to life is because of this because of this okay okay i get it sometimes i'm like chill out when i look at my but my life how i overcame certain sins and how i overcame certain strongholds or things that i was attached to it wasn't because someone was was beating at me every Sunday telling me to. No. 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 <laughs> it was, again, we go back to our, the episode we talked about alcoholism. Like, being self-aware, being real with God, asking God to, you know, just, I, I don't know, just having an authentic relationship with God to heal you, to help you. Because it's a transformation. Like, you don't go, you don't become born again and all of a sudden... You're a miracle. Yeah, you're doing different. I, I told you for me how I would go get saved and wait to feel different. Yeah, and I was like, no. And for me, sin, I like the way like the spiritual world. Well, that's people call it, I guess. But the things that I've learned about sin and understanding, I, I think, I guess, sin is what um, could be related to as shadow mm. in spirituality. And this, like, they made me realize what sin was and how it helped me have grace for myself mm. um when they talk about the the duality of everything mm. like that's a universal pr- principle there's duality in everything mm. good bad yin yang like so there's darkness in each of us mm-hmm. and shadow work is the darkness is what brings about the scene right so maybe you know yeah but if you're able to work on that darkness within you accept it first of all mm. Because the more you try to be, I think I used to see that a lot in church, you know, 
the more they would cast upon people for sinning, what? The more they would do the things. That they oh, do. yeah. Yo, fool, yeah. fool. But now you're, doing, you're, you're doing things in the dark. Yo. Even better. Yo. They're more, they're more exciting because they give you that adrenaline. So, <laughs> so accepting like the darkness in me has really helped me make peace. But I really like what you said about finding... And I think this is common for us adults. 20s, 30s, if you're not doing it, I feel like you'll get lost eventually where you have to find God for yourself. Because from the time you're a kid, you're being cultivated, you know, in an environment. Like it's people helping your spirituality, which is amazing, which brings you foundation. That's why you need a guardian who will teach you how to pray or this. But as an adult, when you start thinking for yourself, the same way you had to start thinking, how do I make money on my own? Or how do I survive on my own? You have to take that accountability for yourself and yes. say, let me develop a personal relationship with God. Yeah. What does God mean to me? Yeah. Like I, and that's not, not acknowledging what's up, everything that has been taught to you. Yes. You can acknowledge everything that has been taught to you and still figure it out what it means for you. Mm-hmm. You have to, you, yeah. you, you have to have that assurity because if you don't, then like at the end of the day, we're all dying alone. Mm-hmm. You're not dying with your church. You're not dying with your mom. You're not dying with your best friend. You're not dying with your ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Yo, yeah. you're dying alone. Why does this have to be the ex, man? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the revelation for myself. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yo meanwhile like i don't yeah. even know there's not even one person that came to mind when i said that too <laughs> gotta save that for the relationships <laughs> yeah i was like oh how did that jump up? Like, where are we now where are we back to the drawing board <laughs> oh my gosh oh my goodness but yeah you know so you have to and and i think that's been that i'll say that's how we relate so much because we're like, okay, we've learned this, we know this, we have this foundation, but like, yo, we need to know that we know for ourselves. Otherwise, mm-hmm. people will just, you know, and and what happened to me, I think, is my own conviction was gone. Mm-hmm. Like, because I would now have the, the thoughts of the church cultures that I was a part of. So whichever church culture I'm a part of, all of a sudden that pastor or, or church community's voice is in my head. So what's the church mm-hmm. and what's really God speaking to me? Me coming back to moving to Ottawa was me listening to this, the Holy Spirit in me slowly. Like it, it was this thing. That still come small back. voice That's, that they talk about. Exactly. Come back to Ottawa. I'm not finished with you yet in Ottawa. That's what I kept hearing in my spirit. And I was like, but guess what stopped me for so long? The church culture I was in. Not They didn't tell me don't go. I told myself, mm. I can't go. What are they going to think? Mm. I was in fear. Mm. You know, I was like, where does this fear come from? This is a church that we're supposed to be free. But I was feeling this fear. So anyways, it took some time. That's not about church and you. Would you have done this podcast? No. <laughs> what? How can I be talking with someone who talks about astrology? Hey, there's no <laughs> exactly. way. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I know there's going to be people who are going to hear this and think, what has happened to CG? How could, oh, well, thank God I'm free. And I am so happy. And I know I can stand with confidence that God and God alone has brought me to this moment where I am fully free. And I can understand and look back at all the different people he placed in my life, whether it was inside church or outside of the church that were Mm -hmm. like speaking to me you know like he was speaking to me like this is your purpose this is who you are I want freedom for you you don't fit in a box all these different things have just now made sense because I'm I listened I kept listening to that still voice and when I started to ignore that still voice frustrations came anxiety lack of stuff all this stuff, you know, and I'm here thinking, oh my God, this stuff is in me because hey, I have a problem with alcohol. Oh my goodness, I smoked weed. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm still in this relationship. All these thoughts were, I thought that was why I was frustrated. No, it was because I stopped listening to the. You were not moving friend. in alignment. Exactly. And then now look, then Bel- meet, hey, Belinda. <laughs> Destiny, destiny coming to match each other. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. That's, that's so true. I've spoken to a lot of people who are religious. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a problem they've really had where it's like, I want to do this. But the voice of their religion is like, no. 
And then they keep wondering, why do I have a block? Why yeah. do I have a block? And I, I talked to you about this as well, like certain friends I've had where once they were able to see how free I was mm-hmm. and they started seeing that they can be, because you know, people see how free I am to talk about, for example, my spirituality and they're like, but you read the Bible? You yeah. Know? So, once, so once people like certain, like, and this has happened more than once, more than twice, someone sees how free you are and then they're like, oh, I can still believe in God and follow my voice or follow my, what I feel is meant for me. And I've seen people come out and look at, like they feel, yo, you can't, you can't hide when you're at peace or when you're free. You can't hide it. It's in the way you move. It's in, it's in your manifestation. That thing that they say that as above, um, as below, you can't, you can't manifest things if your spirit is not okay inside. You keep manifesting the things that, you know, that you don't want to, that you don't want to actually manifest because you're not in alignment. That's still small voice. That's one thing I have to thank my mother for. My mother is very religious, but very spiritual. I don't think she, she gets the difference, but she has always, always told me if I would, I would tell her like, maybe I remember the first time I was supposed to come to Canada. I'm like, I'm not going to go she has always encouraged me to listen to that still small voice. Mm. She's always like, that's Katonda. For her, that's how she says it, you know? And mm. I'm like, sis, you found God in church. That's amazing for you because without me even seeing her, right. I don't think I would have been able to trust my small voice the way. But having seen, like, you know, those people that you look up to and you see how they move in alignment and how it, it has worked for them. Yes. It helps you. So surround yourself with, I think community is very important as well. Oh, yes. There is a, a period in your spiritual journey w- where in spirituality, they call it the dark night of the soul, mm. where it's, it's hard. And you know, when you first get an awakening, because this happened for me as well. The first time I started spiritual practices, mm. oh, it's like someone had put on the lights. Mm. I was like, oh, I'm yes. seeing yes. And then the dark night of the soul came where it's like, you're, it's like God puts you, it's the, it's, it, the in, wilderness. In the Bible, it's the imagery where you're now in the desert mm-hmm. and you're alone and it squeezes you and you have to go through it by yourself. I think I'm in that period now again mm-hmm. because it's not like you go through it once. Right. So for me right now, I've felt like I've been in that period again. It has made me question myself, my purpose. Am I moving in alignment? So as much as community will come, you also have to be ready for that part of your, you know, your spiritual journey where it's like you're finding God for yourself. So yeah. it's, it may not always involve other people. Yes. As church says it, like always, always about other people. No. Sometimes you have to sit with yourself and <laughs> yep, yep, and yeah. and again, like anyone who's in the church community and is just feeling that stuck thing, look at Jesus, look at yeah. Jesus. He had to go by himself as well, sit by himself. You know, mm-hmm. like so much happens where we lose sight of even the 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 person we say we believe in. You know exactly, um, and I think that that is that is so important to to mention that too, because we can get discouraged in those dark times, you know, oh, trust me, I would be like, oh my God, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like are you gonna answer and and to be honest, like our us coming together when you talk about alignment, it's funny you use the word alignment because me leaving another group I was a part of, I had to say like, I, I, I was like, we aren't aligned. I didn't know what was happening. Cause I'm like, these are the people like, man, it was a crazy experience of breaking that God was doing. And I was not, I didn't want to let go. I'm like, what do you mean? These are my people. These are my, these are my people. And he was like, no, but I need to free you because I'm trying to align you with Belinda. Literally. I it, like, that's why it, it, it brings, I don't know how to explain it, but then I also want to encourage people that this is the promise of God coming to light. Like I can see the answered prayer coming to light in my life. Oh my God, I'm getting emotional over it because it's like, uh, seriously. Like, like, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do the emotion. I know, yeah. I know, yeah, yo, yo. Like I tell people, I'm living a full human experience because I feel deeply and I laugh deeply and all these different things. But yeah, like I am like, oh my goodness, God, if I, if I 
decided to listen to everyone else and not just you, I wouldn't have come to this moment. But because he said, go back to Ottawa, I'm not done with you. Separate, you know, me going back to school. I never thought I was going to go back to school. University? Yeah. No. In church too? Yeah, you don't need your education. Hey. And even doing this, I think we need to talk about how much our like spirituality had a role in us to, deciding to do this season. Right. Because even for me, I had been really praying for someone to help or to partner with in terms of doing the Can We Talk podcast. It's something that was really like healing for me and other people and stuff, but it was becoming too much. Mm-hmm. And I was I was searching conversations, bringing people on and stuff, but I really wanted to have someone aligned. Mm-hmm. So even when I met this, when I decided to move to Toronto, mm-hmm. originally I wanted to move somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But something just kept saying, Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. And when I moved here... I never knew CG. Like I didn't. I, I knew her best friend, but I didn't know her or nothing. Mm-hmm. And I remember this one of these last weekends when we were talking, and you were talking about that pool that you've been having to do taboo topics for a long time. Mm-hmm. Again, that still small voice. Your spirit knows this is where I'm going to feel free. Right. This is where I'm going to feel close. Like your spirit knows. That's why it keeps yearning for those things. Even certain relationships. Mm-hmm. There's certain relationships your spirit will yearn for to mend. Right. Yes. And of course, ego is like, I'm not going to be any. Mm-hmm. And then when you mend them, you feel you feel free, you feel lighter, you feel at peace. So even for me, I've really had to practice that thing. And now I'm like, I have a whole season I'm doing with someone who's as aligned with me, um, who is understanding. We're not exactly the same, mm-hmm. but at least we have the same vision right. in terms of healing in terms of impact like uh, yeah yeah I think, guys we've gone all in yeah it's but, just but honestly <laughs> if you're listening to this and you just want to reach out and talk or explore about your spirituality feel free to drop in into any of our book inboxes yeah. because that's something i saw the last time i did the spirituality episode mm-hmm. as much as it had the least well, I don't need to say this, but it did yeah. have the least plays, you know, mm-hmm. it had the most interactions in terms of people reaching out because people are confused on this journey. Yes. And there's a lot of fear around it because a lot of our religion is fear based. If you right. don't do this, hey, this will happen to you. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's so much in our subconscious that I think when people heard someone speaking freely about it, they felt free enough to come to me and just talk, just exchange of ideas it doesn't have to change your life you don't have to change everything about you now but it gives you release to talk about it so that episode had the most interactions in terms of people jumping in and saying yo can i talk about this Mm -hmm. and everything will be kept private but sometimes you do need that exchange of experiences and ideas yeah for sure It, it definitely will help on the journey it's it's important to be open to and then you take Mm -hmm. it back you know if your foundation you know your foundation is in jesus you can take it back to him not 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 to fear and be afraid of oh if you open up the doors and the demons and all this like all that like there's some truth to it but yo people go extreme people go extreme and they're purposely doing it to make you afraid of anything outside of whatever they want (laughs) um one thing one last thing that came to mind that i really want to share is this notion of some people will be like, we'll follow a church or a pastor or a leader. I see this happen in Uganda, African churches here, Toronto, everywhere because of the gifts that the person has. They're like, Oh, but look, he's moving in the spirit. He's prophesied. He's done this. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But the gifts of God are without repentance, meaning they can be moving in their gifts, but their hearts are not pure. They can have the God. doesn't take our gifts away. No matter what, we're all born with gifts. He doesn't take that away. So, but then we also have to look at the fruit of the spirit, you know? So look at the fruit. What is this? Yes. You know, because we focus so much on the giftings that we forget about the fruit. And, but it's like, is this, that's why we get surprised, you know, when scandals come out, Hey, but this is the same pastor that was, yeah, because he was moving in his gifts, but what is he submitting to God? He's telling you to submit that to God. Is he submitting his own life to God? Is he having self-control? 
is he blasting people is he showing love is you know look at the fruit of the of the spirit as well to really tell you what what's going on and to understand too that yo at the end of the day this relationship with god is with you and god alone so to keep moving by the spirit but yeah that's that's and we said i remember we said that i was like if also if your pastor or whichever religious leader because you do need some people to guide Uh you and stuff i have a student that i do listen spiritual teachers um you have to be careful is this person empowering your own spiritual journey yes or is it empowering themselves that's good that's good that's one thing i really look out for when i'm like listening to spiritual teachers i'm like are they empowering me or are they feeding their ego? Like I helped her. I mm. said, that, no, you don't need to yes. empower me with, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you get it's, what I mean. But I think that's very important to also major. Say. That is so major. That's good. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. Got more. Well, <laughs> guys, we went in. Hey, 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 we went in. We're sorry. We feel passionately about yeah. this topic. Both of us. Yeah. Um, but that was it for this episode of Can We Talk? I hope you really enjoyed it and see you back next week when we dive into another taboo topic. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Can We Talk podcast. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you wish to continue the conversation or stay up to date with what's happening here at Can We Talk, head over to the website at www.canwetalkpodcast.online. You can also check out the description box if you'd like to connect with us on Instagram. Until next time, let's keep breaking the silence.